Welcome back, guys, to another season of the Create Your Frequency podcast. In this season, we're doing things a little bit different. You know, we have to do it the principles way, right? So in the Create Your Frequency podcast, we're going to have people from all walks of life, athletes, experts, coaches, consultants, people that made six, seven, eight, and even nine figures in their career. They have made both an impact and an income, and then they made more income to make more impact. So today, we got a very special guest here, our friend, our client, Julius yeah. Brown. Welcome, Julius, hey, back to Austin. What's going on, man? How what's up, doing? G? How's Austin treating you so far? Man, Austin is lovely. I love Austin. It's, it's one of those places where you can really, really come to, like, if you want to have fun, you can go out and have fun. If you really want to, like, chill and focus, you can definitely do that. Which is that's well. what you came You came to lock in. Yep, yep. Exactly. How'd your week go over here? You got I'm a lot of stuff going, done? Yeah, I got a lot of stuff done. Like, I mean, 90% of everything I needed to get done is, like, 98%, let me say it like that, is done. There you go. Yeah. And then he saved this best for last. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, in this podcast last year, we had a couple of badass guests. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we had the production at our level back then. So yeah. the things that we did back then, we implemented it. Now, you know, as we scale, as we, you know, leverage what we know, scaling with credit, with mm-hmm. ads, meeting a clientele at a higher frequency, mm-hmm. and, you know, having a, you know, a network where we can all learn from each other. Yeah, true. Um, so we wanted to implement those things into this, this new season, too. So I'm um, glad you're here. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about how we met. So yeah, let's do that. Uh, we met on social media, on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we connected, we followed each other. Uh, engage back and forth a little bit. Yep. Now, why is the power of networking so important in today's digital age? The world we live in, especially in this digital age, is really not about, you know, who you know. It's more about who you know, who knows you. That's why Instagram, Facebook, social media is so popular. When you got, this is a little trick I like to tell people, we, we all do this when we go to somebody's Instagram, especially when we, when we kind of get captivated by their Instagram, we do this th- uh, three things. First thing we look at there is their followers. How many followers do they have? Right. If we get that green check mark, then we, we don't really read their bio. That mental green check exactly. mark. Exactly. Right. Mentally green check, right? We skim over their bio just a little bit real fast, right? Then we skin, uh, we scroll down to where it's, this, um, where it's the uh, grid, right, of all their photos. I believe it's like six to nine grids, right? And the first one we click on is the one that pops out at us the most. Right. right. The first thing we do before we even really look into the picture, we look into the comments and the likes. How many comments and likes? That's the second green chart. That's the uh, second mental green uh, check yeah. mark. Right. And then next thing you know, you're on this person's page, scrolling, scrolling, they got you scrolling. Hooked now. They got you hooked. Right. And so when social media and networking, you want to be able to do that with everybody that comes across your page. That's what brought me here because that's what you know started our relationship. You, the way you approached me, you feel me? I seen your yeah. The way your Instagram was was branded to the high level, and I know that's where I'm looking to go. So why not work with the best? Absolutely appreciate that. Yeah, you know. So if y'all didn't get that, it's the quick little audit for social proof. Yeah. yeah. We call, we call it the JB method. Okay, cool. There you go. And knock it out right there. So, okay, so now power of social media, right? Now, how has social media and, you know, using Instagram and Facebook changed the game for your business? <laughs> uh, I'm actually on the opposite side of that. Uh, it sounds like crazy. I've been able to scale my business to, to multiple six figures. And only without, have like, without it? Yeah, without it. I only have like 4,300 followers, right? And for me, social media, I like it, but I also hate it because it's, it's just, it, 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 shortens your, your mental focus. It mm-hmm. makes it really hard to concentrate. There's a lot of different great benefits that come with it, but there's a lot of, you know, um, deficiencies, for lack of better terms, that nobody really talks about. So for me, I like to be able to build my business and not have to really kind of depend on social media channels at all. And so for me, it's been really word of mouth. So social media has been great because now I'm getting more into it and I'm kind of starting to see the power of branding. But 
I'm just now I'm just now really tapping into be completely transparent. With Fair enough. Like but that. see, that's the thing with social media; it's a tool. Yeah. So you exactly. can use the tool to your advantage. Exactly. The problem is a lot of people don't. Exactly. They use it to talk to girls. They yep. use it to kind of flex yep. and flaunt be when a they're consumer. not exactly be a consumer instead yep. of a creator or investor mindset, right? Yep. A so producer. a producer. I like yep. that. Not consumer, but a producer. Yeah. There you go. Um, so with that being said. Um, you've built your business completely on referrals. Yeah. We're the same way. 2020, 85% of our business yes, was sir. done through referrals. Yes, it's just word of mouth. One yeah. person liked our, uh, you know, our work, uh, yeah. liked the way we moved, yeah. recommended us to one more person, gave them a little affiliate fee, yeah. and we kind of built that network this way. Yeah. That right there is like the best way to build. That's the number one way you should build your business. Your number one uh, lead source should always be referrals. Right, because that I feel like referral, referral, excuse me, referrals speak more to the company's character, the company's vision, you know, what the company really believes in, the company's principles. Because not everybody is going to become a, a advocate. At at this point in my business, I'll be lying to you. I have some people that are literally willing to cut other people off if they come and don't come and work with us. I call that a raving advocate because of right. the service, because of the value, and again, the core of. The CEO, the core of who runs the business, is always has to be genuine. And when you can really do that, again, we hit multiple six figures with no advertising. Now, let, let me ask you this. Are they buying into that process that you built, or are they buying into you or both? Both. both. It's buying because, of course, you have to have a great product. You know, The value has to be there in the product because that's what's really going to get them uh, hooked. right? That's what's going to get them when they, they – they, so especially for my clients, when they see what we're able to do and all the – problems that we're able to eliminate for them they're hooked but then when they actually get to know me we're not call that's like the first 20 minutes right but then we're right. on that call for 52 minutes to an hour they get to know me and then now it's it's you seal the deal it's over with right right so now actually let's talk about your business and what you do why don't you go ahead and tell the audience what you do and how you do it yeah so we're a Skeller foundation we're a number one automation agency especially for the culture right uh we specialize with helping credit repair companies business funding companies and financial literacy coaches really be able to automate delegate their way out of their business mm. so they can have it some more worse of cash flowing asset in the background and they can go in and leverage their credit to create multiple streams of income but also have that business there running on autopilot or about semi-autopilot Okay, awesome. Now, that was a perfect summary. Dive into it for the layman that doesn't really know what automation really means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're not talking about like automating, like Walmart automation, yeah. stuff like that. We're talking about specific business, which that is something you do too, but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah, so, so dive into it. A lot of us have a goal, like uh, becoming an entrepreneur. A lot of uh, the, go the stem on that goal stands for really wanting to be your own boss, working for yourself, not really being right. punching somebody else's clock and having your own time. Right, but what happens is when you quit that job and you go to that full-time entrepreneurship role, you have way less time than you actually did when you were working for somebody else. That's because you're wearing every hat in the business. You're the salesperson. You're mm. the marketer. You're the CEO. You're the Operations, COO. You're the end, customer service. You're everything, right? And so what we focus on is we show entrepreneurs, especially in the credit repair space, how to eliminate doing or having anything to do with the minimum wage activities, MW. Mm. MWAs, right? You shouldn't be spending your... If you can pay somebody, especially in the world we live in with the digital uh, digital age, we can get a virtual assistant, pay them $4 an hour, $5 an hour to do all our admin work. And so what that looks like is none of my clients onboard any of their clients, right? None of my clients uh, do customer service and text their clients. All of this is automated. Uh, the fulfillment, like Credit Repair Cloud or Credit Fixer, shout out to Kabir. Um, 
Credit Fixer, right? These Credit Repair Cloud, Credit Fixer, these systems are designed around fulfillment, helping you uh, fulfill your services for your cli- uh, credit repair clients. You should not be manually entering them in there. Mm-hmm. You should, you should, dang sure not be actually doing the one actually repairing each one of your credits, uh, or each one of your clients' actual credit reports. But that's the biggest bottleneck that some of my clients see, and so we completely eliminate all admin work for them. So this is how I like to say it: it's automation via tools and mm-hmm. talent. Yep. Okay, yep. so both use a combination of both. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm glad you said that because we do pretty much the same thing yep. uh, with the VA formula, right? We're yep. teaching people how to leverage and utilize virtual assistants in yep. your business. Now, the crazy thing is, a lot of people they had bad experiences with VAs, yep. or they didn't know how to uh, they didn't know how to properly inter- implement and integrate yep. them into their business. Yep. So they're always like, "Oh, bro, VAs don't work." No, no, your system doesn't work. Yep. I guess they they needed the automation strategies yep. that you teach for them to have a VA that you can you know assign an SOP to. Not only that, not only, it's not just like for me, like you said, you have the VA formula. You're more VA dominant. For us, we're more system dominant. So yes, more software, right? Yeah, more yeah. software, more system based. Right. And so what we seem to find out is, yeah, the system is going to empower the team to make their job Again, easier. it's a tool. Yeah, it's a tool. That's all it is. It's just to make them have fun coming to work, make it very simple and easy for them coming to work. But at the end of the day, it's your job as a CEO to lead and guide and really Absolutely. train your team the right way. That's where a lot of people, they, where they say, oh, well, uh, virtual assistants, they don't work for me. They are this, that. No, it's because how great are you as a leader and Absolutely. how how could how good are you at delegating the right task to the right person what's well, you know it's also sharing and painting the vision yep. if you have something it's it's two sided in you know, two sides of the fence yep. you have to have something a product a service and a company culture yep. that any teammate no matter what part of they are in the world yep. they want to be a part of yep. right yep. that's like when we when we paint the vision for anyone that joins principles yep. like hey you're a part of a global economy we're all working together yep. we have VAs in Philippines Pakistan India Mexico Colombia it doesn't matter <laughs> They're all team members working towards a common goal, which yeah. is Principles Creative Studio, the you know, number yeah. one creative marketing agency. So same thing. Yeah. When they come into your system, the scale, the foundation, the platform, yeah. they are, you know, they're building off of you as yeah. a leader. 100%. So now I talk about leadership. You know, how, how has that changed for you in the last two years? Man, leadership is, is everything, especially because your ripple effect is way bigger than you know it. Right, and so oh, did you things- recreate your frequency using all the <laughs> words from them? Yeah, good yes, shit. I did actually. There you go. Um, but yeah, your ripple effect is is is, is way bigger. It has a way bigger reach than you probably even think. Right, a lot of us don't understand that. A lot of people that we don't even know are watching that are watching. Right, there's a lot of people that live vicariously through us on social media. The meaning, what that means, what vicariously means is basically they're living through you. What right. you post, when you post on your story, when you post your pictures, they're getting enjoyment and they're kind of living their life through watching you live your life. So that's why you have to like, leadership is everything because you can lead people down either one or two paths. Right. You can lead them to the well, you can show them how to get the money and the, and the success and the fame and whatever they may want and help them help uh, help them bring their, their dreams into reality essentially. Or you can lead them down a really, really dark path if you don't understand how to lead if your morals and characters aren't in the mm. right you'll do more harm than you do more impact oh, man. very well said see a lot of people with influence don't understand that yep. and then they'll be showing you know the 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 lifestyle where they want you know girls the yep. the, the money the yep. the, 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 the watches the, the exactly the cars and they forget the the true reason they started that yep. was to create impact and income yep. and to teach people so yep. you've seen that quote it's like um you know you have your boy that got the watch but has he showed you how to get the watch you yep. know what i'm saying yep. same thing with the car same thing with any luxury item yep. right 
So that's why it's, you got to really you got to really be aware of yourself more importantly because you got to have your own characters, morals and everything that you stand on. So when you do, you might get in partnerships or you might, you know, introduce yourself to them. You might come in any kind of connection with somebody who necessarily doesn't have all the right characters and morals mm. and you can't but by you living by yours, it'll show itself in time. Mm. And so that's why you got to you have to self-awareness is everything in entrepreneurship. Ooh, if you absolutely. don't have that, you are doing this wrong. But let me ask you this. Even if you have that, mm-hmm. sometimes you still might get the short end of the stick by people yeah. who don't have that character and that, that, yeah. that personality and that, those but principles. Yours will, come. yours will come. As long as you, you know you stick to your character, you're, more, you're, you, you're honestly genuine, yours will come. You know, it, energy, all that is felt. You know, you, you, can, you can tell. It's, it's not a lie. It's not hard to tell when you don't vibe with somebody when just by being around them. The conversation is dull. You know, you really don't really get into too much. Or you might tell them about your goals and what you're doing, and they disengage from the conversations. Mm. There's a lot of different things. Body language is everything. Energy is everything. So it'll so it'll show itself. So yours will come. Your your people will come. Like like how we, we first met. We met on Instagram, and when we uh, first met in person, I had the best time of my life out here in Austin. You feel me? And Absolutely. That's a direct example of exactly what I'm explaining. Absolutely. And that's very uh, well said, you know. Energy, you, energy speaks volumes about you before you even walk into the yeah, room. Before so, you even open your mouth. Before you even open your mouth, exactly. Yeah. You know, we, we had that chapter in, in Create Your Frequency. Yeah. We talked about like how self, exactly what you said, mm-hmm. self-awareness and then awareness of surroundings and then mm-hmm. awareness of other people's energy mm-hmm. and how it affects you. Mm-hmm. So if you're around people that constantly complain, play victim, mm-hmm. blame, don't take responsibility, mm-hmm. that's going to, it's going to, you know, it's going to fall back on you. Once, you know, exactly. Yeah. So that's why it's very important to maintain that high frequency, whether it's spiritually financially, mentally, physically, if you hang out with people that eat out and they don't go to the gym every day, you're going to fall victim to it once in a day. Let's go eat out. Sure. You don't even think twice about it. But if you have someone that's keeping you on point, like, hey, we got to hit, we didn't go to the gym at seven in the morning. Oh, we got to eat clean. It's not our cheat day. Hey, don't eat that. You know what I'm saying? So people are not keeping you accountable. It might not work. You got to like, the one thing that I got posted on Twitter not too long ago is the yes man is a death to all circles. Mm. Is a death? Death, death to all circles. Say it one more time. A yes, yes man is the death to all circles. If you don't have anybody that can keep you accountable and don't doesn't hesitate to check you, like me and my little brother JP, mm. I'm JP Fit on Instagram, right? Put it right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we check each other. Like like we check each other hard. We and we don't have no emotions to it. We don't get in our feelings because at the end of the day, it's no, it's love. It's genuine, and we're trying to help each other improve. And mm. if you want to improve, a lot of the things that got you into this. It's our nature to kind of fall off and slack when you start seeing the money and you you, you like get complacent. You, you get yeah. complacent yeah. a little bit. Not not if you got the right mindset. You you will. We all do. But that's why you gotta have those kind of people around you that's gonna check you and let you know. Hey, bro, you tripping? You're not doing this the right way. You not, you're not even waking up like you said. You're not even doing what you said you're supposed to be doing. Mm. You gotta have those people around. So how how does that make it plays a really big big part when that. Mm-hmm. Is your brother though? Yeah. Right now, yeah. what happens in in your circle? You know, what I'm saying that that might not be blood related. Who might mm-hmm. not have the best intentions for you? You still got to make sure you keep that circle around you of, of friends, business partners, mm-hmm. peers. Mm-hmm. What would because you say to that? That could, that could take us back to networking. You have to go out and like again when you're you're true to your core and who you are, and when you actually go out and put yourself in this world, you got one. You can't be afraid to put yourself out there. Are you gonna get it right every time? No, hell no. But you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. And when you keep doing that over and over again, people are watching. Your vibe, your tribe, excuse me, your tribe will float to you. Or you might do a deal with them through Instagram. But that you will find your people as long as you keep doing what you need to do and put yourself out there. And then, again, when you get in their environment, when you get in their energy, you gotta, again, you got to be self-aware and pay attention to what's going on.
Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about uh, the affiliate portion, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other ventures that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other streams of income and ventures are you part of? Yeah, so my main, I have like main three things going on. I have uh, Scala Foundation, which is business automation. I have Project Automate, which is Walmart automation. And I'm actually trying to break into throwing events, uh, getting into the event space and stuff like that. We have an event coming up August 7th. Um, and yeah, so those are my main three. Project Automate is one more automation. It's completely passive income stream. It's the number one way to turn your credit into cash Absolutely. in the world we live in today. Um, it's really, really great to get in now because if we got one, Christmas is coming around, but more importantly, Walmart is still in its infancy. So I know you know, but for the people that's watching this, if you go back four or five years and look at Amazon Automation when they were in mm-hmm. their infancy, there's a lot of multimillionaires. And so we're seeing that. We're getting a chance to see that with Walmart. So right now is the time to get in with that as well. Absolutely. Okay. And the third one was the event. So y'all have an yeah. event coming up? Yep. Uh, we have an event coming up August 7th in Atlanta, Georgia, right? Uh, it's the Digital Wealth Playbook. Thank oh. you, Ali, for that name. You definitely helped us out a lot with that. Got you. Um, it's kind of built around for the culture, right? We want to really show people how to leverage the digital, right? The digital world, digital realm, digital era, whatever you want to call it that right. we live in to we'll create, create wealth. wealth. Exactly. exactly. Right. Um, and you need a playbook for it. everybody. You know, you can look on Instagram and there's a lot of gurus, but not all of them are really gurus. So mm. what we're doing is we're actually bringing a lot of people that's not only in our circle, they might be outside our circle, but they all look like us so that we can see, okay, be exposed to more. Exposure has to, exposure sparks change. Exposure sparks inspiration. So that's what we're looking to do on the 7th is expose people to young African-Americans in the city, uh, especially Atlanta, Georgia, Absolutely. to rich and not rich, uh, however you want to call it, wealthy, you know, successful young black men and women. Well-rounded men yeah. and women, right? Well-rounded. Exactly. I like that. Um, so cool. We'll pop the, we'll do the pop tag right here mm-hmm. and then. Y'all attend the event, Digital yep. Wealth Playbook. Digital I'll Wealth see you there. Playbook. Yes, sir. Um, all right, so next topic I want to talk about, your um, top three books that you recommend uh, that's changed the game for you, and then you recommend any person in your shoes three, four years ago, mm. and that you wish you had, that you read earlier. Mm. Top three books. That's a good one. Um, I definitely would have to say The Alchemist. The Alchemist was the first book Paolo I read. Paulo Coelho. Yep, exactly. Yep. Um, that book kind of... Show me, like, you know, just keep believing and keep going. Don't stop because, you know, if you, if, you, if you haven't got a chance to read the book or if you have, you know, he goes all the way across the country to go, you right. know, chase down this alchemist. And he right. was going through a lot of ups and downs. He was stuck in one place for right. like years. And, and he, by the end of the day, he still got his goal and everything that he was looking for was right under his nose the whole time. Right. He went back to where he used to sit down out in his hometown. And so I love that book. That kind of showed me as long as you keep going and you keep believing, you never know. It could be really right under your nose. Um, my second book would be The Third Door. The Third Door by Alex Bayon. Um, that is an amazing book. That basically talks about... It. I gotta write yeah, that down. It, it talks about, like, he essentially what he does, he's a college student at the time, and he goes on a wild goose chase to really interview and sit down with all the richest uh, and uh, successful people in the world. So he goes and he Bill Gates. Yep, exactly. Alex Bayer. Third door, about yep. to buy it. It's an amazing book. Um, again, but he's going through like a lot of people might be in a situation like him. He was a college student. His he was a Bayon. You know, his family is from overseas, so they came to America, go to school, be a doctor, do mm. that. But he didn't want to go to college anymore, and he was just being stressed out. And he had to kind of break his parents' rules, and his, everybody was, you know, talking down about, you know, making that wrong decision. And right. But he made it work. Again, he went through a lot of ups and downs, a lot of ups and downs, but he made it work. Networking, it's a lot. That's a great book. Everybody needs to read that one. Absolutely. I can definitely relate to that. 
you know, coming from Middle Eastern parents, it's yeah. either you're a doctor, lawyer, engineer. Yeah. If you're not that, like, there's no, nothing else exists. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I can see the pressures he's going through, and especially, you know, transitioning from traditional education yeah. to self-education, you know, in the world in the last five years, especially post-pandemic yeah. world, yeah. where you can actually do things online. Yeah. They really figure it out. You can do a lot of jobs from online. Yeah. School can be done online. Yeah. And then, you know, YouTube University, yeah. Zoom classes, yeah. uh, you know, reading, uh, you know, at your own pace. Yeah. That's funny that you bring up YouTube University. Um, like for people who don't know where to start, like after, because back in twenty, so November twenty eighteen, I got ranked number ten in the country, uh, USA Boxing. Boom. Uh, January twenty ninth, two thousand nineteen, I went blind in my left eye. From the twenty sixth of January to the 29th of January, I went blind in my left Sheesh. eye. I had to have emergency surgery, all that cool stuff. Was that was that over time for all the you know mm-hmm. the hits you take or yeah. was that like at, at a certain point you took a punch and it kind yeah. of blacked out yeah I like to tell people I started boxing when I was 17 by the time I turned 21 I was ranked in the top 10 and so that learning curve you take punches you feel me I'm not ashamed of it because now I like Absolutely. everything I learned like I know what I could do especially if my eye was healthy I, I know what it did for me in my career but more importantly my mental because I went through a lot of ups and downs I went through so much I was homeless twice you know I was had to give away my first car just because I couldn't pay the bills uh, we had to we had to uh, heat the crib up with the stove and boiling water and the door was wooden so I don't know if anybody knows about that but when you use steam to heat a uh, heat a house up and you have wooden doors, it makes the doors swell. So it used to be times where we like we be stuck in the house basically. You gotta really, Sheesh. really try to get out the house. How old were you? I was nineteen, twenty, twenty one. That was the yeah, nineteen, twenty. Who was that? You, your your brother? No, me, my and my aunt Margaret. Yeah, you yeah. and your aunt Margaret. Shout yeah, out so, to Aunt Margaret. Yeah, shout out to Aunt Margaret. Yeah. Uh yeah, she picked up she like so shout out to Aunt Margaret because she is a big reason where I am where I am today because my mom passed away when I was seven and that's Rest my power. Yes, yes, uh, yes, sir. Um, and that was my mom's sister. That is my mom's sister, excuse me. And so she really picked up and played mom. So that's basically my mom for me. And when I moved to Philly, she literally told me, come up here, just chase your box and go for a year. That didn't, that didn't not go as planned. And but at least she gave you that support. Yeah, she, she gave me the support. support. So I do want to ask this, you know, create your frequency podcast. You're going to go, you know, full dive deep into the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was your father in this in this whole story? Yeah, so my father was still in Atlanta, Georgia. So literally, <laughs> high school, junior year, I got kicked out. Okay. Um, I got sent to A school. Uh, it's kind of explicit for why I got kicked out. Um, but yeah, can I say that on here? Go ahead. Probably okay, cool. If, 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 if it doesn't, we're just going to bleep it out. All right, so. cool. So, yeah, I got oral sex in the bathroom, and I got kicked out. They sent me to the school. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I remember this like it was yesterday. My dad was so mad because he didn't want me, you know, to not graduate from high school. Right. You know, follow the path that, you know, some of my family followed in. And so I remember telling them, like, this is going to be, like, one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because for me, all I went to high school for, I knew I wasn't going to college because I didn't care about the work. All I went was for the girls and to have fun and just to get out of the house. Mm. And so I used to be in ISS all the time because my anger and, and was just, you know, not up to par. Right. And so I remember telling them, like, yeah, this is going to be, like, one of the best things that ever happened. And, yeah, about six months later, I ended up graduating high school six months early. Um, I went and instantly got a job. They told me you can either go back to the school or you can go uh, or you can just walk on May 22nd. So I ended up just saying I'm going to walk on May 22nd, going out and getting a job, um, getting my first car, getting all that stuff, and just waiting until I graduated and I was just hustling. That's when I really got into, like, the 9 to 5 world. I knew that wasn't for me because I got fired from every single job I've ever had. How long um, was the spans of that you had the job? Maybe my longest job was probably seven months maybe. 
Yeah, maybe my longest job was probably seven months, and that's when I was living in Philly, working at Walmart. Okay. And yeah. this whole time you're in Philly or Atlanta? Mm, I'm in Atlanta at okay. this part. Um, so I didn't move to Philly until I was 19. Got it. And that's to pursue boxing? Yep, that was just because... Atlanta is big. Georgia down south, basketball, football, you know, big athletic, country, right. you know. Yeah, so uh, boxing is Philly is like the mecca for boxing. So mm -hmm. shout out to Jerron Ennis and Bozy and Team Sheem, uh, Rasheem Jefferson, junior and senior, right. Um, I moved to, to Philly just to really get in the gym with people like them. Uh, at the time, Sheem was probably ranked maybe number four when I first got there in the country. Uh, Jerron Ennis is an Olympic alternate. He was just, you know, he's ranked number one, whole nine. So I got around winners. You gotta go, you gotta push yourself around winners. Absolutely. Um, it's not always gonna be easy. I'd be lying to you if I told you, like for the, I went on like a crazy losing streak when I first moved to Philly. I used to get like, I'm talking about Sheen was at this point probably like 16, maybe 14, 15 around those age. There's another guy named Yaya, right? He's around. 14, 13, I'm talking about they're whooping my ass, like, bad. Oh, I'm going outside crying. I'm so mad. They they whooping my ass. Damn. But every day I kept coming back. Every single day I kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. And, you know, from 17, no, from, yeah, 17 to 21, I looked up and I was ranked number 10. I had, I had millionaires ready to pay for my whole boxing career and everything like that. And it was looking up. And then, yeah, I went blind. And, yeah, life changed. Left, left turn, right? Yeah. Left hook. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a newfound respect for the 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 physical arts, yeah. right? Uh, we've been, you know, shout out to O three Performance. We've been taking boxing classes. We just took basketball classes yep. the other day. So we've been doing that. You know, we're two three months in. He's doing you know training sessions, mm -hmm. uh, strength and agility, and then teaching us the fundamentals. So mm -hmm. newfound respect. Now when I'm watching UFC highlights and stuff, I'm like. Oh, I see how the foot movement. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I see, you know, slow it down and stuff yeah. like that. Seeing the, you know, different uh, intricate moves and stuff like that. It's, it's an art, bro. Yeah, it's an art. 100%. It's an art. It's an art. It's not just like you know, UFC. They're a little wild. I'm not gonna lie, but boxing is definitely my, definitely an art. It's definitely an art. 100%. Absolutely. So now, how how as that um, as an athlete mm -hmm. uh, kind of carried over into uh, into entrepreneurship as a whole? Yeah, uh, just go get a mentality. You know, again for me, like going like getting. Being 19 and getting beat up by 13-year-olds and 14-year-olds on, like, a consistent basis and, and and also being very, very financially unstable to where it's, like, it's just everything was on fire, it felt like. Mm -hmm. The boxing gym was my home at a point, and so now it's just, like, that go-getter mentality. It's just, like, I, I can't settle no matter what situation. I've been at the bottom of the bottom, living in my car at a full nine. So it's, like, you just got to keep going. Just don't stop. That go-getter mentality is exactly... Boxing at what point did you because you know from the sounds of it you know minus high school when you were chasing you know fun and kind mm -hmm. of you know twa time wasting mm -hmm. activities as opposed to rga mm -hmm. revenue generating activities right mm -hmm. you didn't have that you know like you were that. still building your 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 habits and your discipline mm -hmm. um, what was that point in your life that you were like uh, enough's enough i gotta take this shit to the next level and you really had that wake-up call was it the i moment no it was it was the boxing moment i was tired of getting beat up I was like literally I was like that was like boxing was my life so getting beat up by little kids to me at this point right, right. Philly you is a it's an inner city you grow up really really fast in Philly and so for me at 19 down south is not as crazy as it is like in Philly so right. we didn't grow up as fast as them so at 19 you're a grown man yeah, in right. Philly you feel me and so I'm getting beat up I'm like literally to the point to where I'm a grown man going outside to excuse myself because I got tears because I'm so pissed right, right. so it's like I just got tired of just losing at the end of the day. And then also finances. I was, I was again, 19, asking my mom, I mean, my aunt, you know, for money or I couldn't do this or asking my homie for $20. I just got tired of losing. 
I got tired of losing. Living in my car, when I said I was homeless, living in my car was 100% my decision. My aunt, I mean, you know, certain things wasn't going right with me and my aunt living together, and something happened one day, and it's like, I didn't put my hands on her, but I flinched to be transparent. I flinched out there, and I was like, no, nah, that can never happen again. So I packed all my shit. I was listening to Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher. Mm, um, yeah, I used to listen to that every single morning after I went blind, just because, you know, you gotta, your mental is everything. Um, you really got to strengthen your mental. And so when that happened, I had to leave. I was just like, I can't never let that happen again. And so I moved into my car. You know, my thing is, I love Lyft. Shout out to Lyft. They they have a special place in my heart because right. <laughs> uh, as long as I can make a hundred dollars a day, all right, I can. That's three thousand dollars a month. I'm living in my car. I got a car note, car insurance, and phone bills. That ain't no bills for real. So that was my main thing. And then shout out to Crystal, right? Because she, what happened is when I was living in my car and I was driving Lyft, she used her Best Buy credit card to uh, get my first laptop from Best Buy. Yep. And so what I used to do is I would every time I get my Lyft payments every week, I would pay her off her credit card, and then I would go um, from. This is my schedule. Oh, you would drive Lyft. Yeah, I would drive. Ah, Lyft. okay. Yeah. So you weren't using Lyft. No, you were no, driving. I, would, Lyft. I got my car. You're living in your cousin. car. That was your home, mm-hmm. and you're using Lyft. As a servant. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, yep. So Lyft was just a the tool. Yep. Just like systems. Just it was like literally virtual. the vehicle. It was literally the vehicle. Yep, yep. facts. Um, yep. And so, again, she got the laptop for me. I would pay her back, and then I would wake up around, like, about 4 o'clock in the morning, every single morning. Right, uh, I would wait until uh, LA Fitness opened up. I would go and shower and run three miles. I was still in trying smart, to stay yeah. in shape. So I would go run three miles, take a shower, brush my teeth all in there. By the time I got done, it was like six o'clock, right? And I'll go hit morning rush hour, taking everybody to work, right? I would do lift from like six o'clock in the morning to about 11.30. It would die down around that time. And so I would go find a free library like Temple. And this time I'm in Philly, Ooh. so I would go to Temple Free Library, mm-hmm. Jexley. Yeah, I would read and I would just study. I would use that laptop I got and I would just study. Um, that's why I say it's funny you say YouTube University because I literally got started just YouTube and how to make money online, how to make $100 from home. That's how I got here. That's, the that's literally thing. the stuff you use to that's type literally in. Literally yeah. the yeah. stuff I use to Google. And, yeah. and, 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 and Google and YouTube, literally. Damn. Yeah. So you actually mentioned a couple of things. E.T., the hip-hop preacher, we were mm-hmm. just on a call with him. Shout out to Ruben DeLeon and Sean Sherma and their uh, private mentorship. So right. we've been learning a lot. Uh, power of credit. You yeah. mentioned credit is the type of clients that you're working with. Yeah. How important is credit and that you learn the power of credit? Because we're in the same boat. We pretty much just learned this year. Yeah. Maybe like six, <laughs> eight months ago, we learned about the power of credit because we did our entire business model. No credit, no ads. Yeah. And we had Robert, you know, Robert J. Miller uh, yeah. at our side, but we never used it. Yeah. It was all referrals. So now talk about credit and how that's changed the game <laughs> for you. Um. Again, I'm on the other side of the fence of that too. I'm not. I'm not on the other side of the fence to it. It's just I, and it sounds crazy. I always tell my clients when I do tell them this, it sounds crazy for them to say this. For credit repair companies to be my number one clients, my credit is not sky high. It's not. I don't have the best credit. Uh, I have a good credit score. You know, I'm not irresponsible or anything, but I haven't really put any in focus or intention into really building it because like I tell a lot of my clients as well, when I got into entrepreneurship, I got in at 2018. Or at the end of 2018, I learned a whole bunch of different skill sets: lead magnets, conversion rate, convert right. this, you know, sales page, VSL. I learned a whole bunch of different tactics that turned into skills. So for me, for me to build my businesses and different things to six figures, it's literally all off the skills I learned. I'm just now tapping. Shout out to Alex. I'm just now tapping into learning how to leverage my credit to be. Um, to be real, and that, that's honest, you know. Yeah. So we we had the same issue. We had yeah. a couple of clients that we did branding for, but we never learned how to leverage credit correctly. Yeah. But when, then we started reading these eBooks, and then we joined the course and stuff like that. We're like, damn, this is a whole other world that you got to focus X amount of times per week to in order to you know perfect this process. And there's yeah. like 
personal funding, business yeah. funding, yeah. Duns and Bradstreet number, all this extra shit yeah. that we have to learn, right? I give all my clients, like, there, there's, yeah, there's a lot. There's always going to be a lot to learn. They're always going to, like, they're coming out with FICO 10 pretty soon, essentially. And that's basically going to, FICO 10 is basically, it. I'm trying to see how, what they're going to do with it, right, with FICO 10. How, what is going to be the longevity of credit repair companies? Because what they're saying with FICO 10 is no matter if you got your credit repair six months ago, FICO 10 is basically going to go back two years. So they're going to look at your two-year history compared to just six months ago. Or So getting approved for these, everything, is going to be a little different. But on the business building side of it, it's, it's a lot, like you said, business funding. There's so many different avenues. I always tell my clients, it's four, quick, four little quick tips to have a seven-figure credit repair business. Me. Right? First, you charge them credit repair. Right? Let's say we make $1,000 there. Then we're going to add some trade lines because when we start taking certain negatives off per people's credit, you know, some of those accounts might be seven years old. It's just negative history. So the age, you need nine plus years of uh, credit age to have a perfect credit score. Ooh. So if we take something off that's seven years old, that's going to hurt your credit in some form or fashion, right? And so, but we, that needs to come off because it's a negative. You have probably haven't been paying in no time or all kind of different things of why it needs to come off. Right. Your score is going to drop, all right? So now we're going to add a trade line on there to boost your score back up. You're, as a credit repair CEO, you're supposed to be making money at each one of these points. Let's say we make $1,000 for credit repair. Let's say we charge them about $500 for the uh, trade line, right? So now we have $1,500. Now we're going to get them. Now they're primed. The real reason of the trade line is to get them primed for funding. Right. Now they're primed for funding. Now let's get them funded. If you, you know, shout out to Herman, Bellis, uh, Herman uh, CEO of Bella Sloan uh, Enterprises, right? He has a connector where you can have a white label funding company, mm. right? So now you're going to send your clients to uh, Herman Dulce's, his, his connects, his network, and get that white label funding, they're going to give you a kickback. Let's say they get your client a funded 100 grand. They're going to give you, let's say, a kickback of like a four grand. Right, right. now the that affiliate, client, affiliate fee. Exactly. Now that client went from 1000 to 1500 to what's that, 5500 5, Then right. you can either have a strategic referral network partner, write that down, strategic referral network partner, or you have your own mentorship if you've been doing this game. You've been seeing mm. all four seasons, right? How it looks like for me, I'm a, st- a strategic referral network partner for some people. If you send me uh, somebody and, I get, uh, and they get a Walmart automation store with me, again, I'm going to give you a kickback as well, four grand. Now, let's say you did that. That's 1000 at start, right? 1500 with the trade line, right? 3000 to 4000 on the kickback of the funding, right? So now we're at what 5500, then I'm going to give you an extra 4 grand for referring to me if they close. You're at 9500 off of that one client. You do that with 10 people, that's 100 grand. 100 grand. You do that 10 people a month, now you got a 100 grand a month. You got a seven figure a year agency. Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize that you don't have to learn all these. There's a million ways to make money. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a proficient in all million ways. Yep. You can just be good at one or two or three ways that you do yep. and then have a strategic referral network exactly. partnership uh, with people like Julius yep. and you know a lot of people in this space where you can leverage their service. Yep. Same thing with me. Yep. Y'all send principals a client. Yep. Boom, kickback. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. And then we build that network that way. How yep. can we consult on this project together? Yep, exactly. And then now after he's done with his portion, uh, now he might become an affiliate yep. partner. And yep. now we have a whole network of partners just referring business back and forth. The key to merely making that work is you got to one, don't be money hungry, right? Give, give whatever you're doing, you got to give people space to, you know, eat. 
essentially, right? Give Absolutely. them space to where they can make good money as well. Because when they do that, that also becomes an income stream for them in a sense, right? And so now you're empowering them to work for you. For me, that's what I do. All of my clients has, has came through referrals. That's not for like coincidence, right? That's because one, the characters and everything that we stand for. But more importantly, I empower people. Every time you send somebody, I'm gonna give you a kickback. If you take care of me, I'm gonna take care of you. Absolutely. You feel me? And that right there is like, Man, affiliate marketing, referral, networking, word of mouth. If you don't really leverage that to, to its full, fullest capacity, you're dropping the ball, champ. Damn, there you go. Y'all heard. Um, I actually want to go back, backtrack a little bit. Mm -hmm. You never gave me a third book. Oh, you, you gave yeah. me two. So I need one more for uh, for the audience. The Slight Edge. The Slight Easy. Edge. Yeah, Slight Edge. It talks about your everyday habits for the most part and how like a lot of people, they expect to see the results tomorrow. You feel me? So a lot of things I'm doing right, like especially like right now in the in the in the in the amount of focus I'm putting in everything right now, I'm still not expecting the results until December, November, the end of November, December, January, mm. February. I'm looking that way. Planting the seeds now. Exactly. And so you have to do that. But when you plant that seed, you also have to water every single Oof. day. If you don't water every single day, what's gonna happen? It's gonna die. And then on the on the flip side, I also want to bring up when you when you plant a seed, you don't dig it up every five minutes to see if it's grown. <laughs> yep. You know, you want to give it time. You want to yep. water it, as Julia said. Yep. You want to invest your time, energy, and then you want to be patient. Yep. Um, how important is patience in this entrepreneur game? Because I, I lack it. I actually had to get it tatted on me because uh, I was like, I don't have any patience because I'm the type of person I'm moving 200 miles per yep. hour and I want you know I want to create 10 streams of income. Yep. And so sometimes I noticed that I wasn't focused and I wasn't patient yep. because I was like, all right, this didn't work. Move on to the next thing yep. as opposed to planting the seeds and watering it, as you said. How important is patience in this game? Patience is everything. Um, I'm like you. I don't, I don't really have it either. I'm just not learning it. Um, but what I've been able to learn, like especially over these last, I say, 90 days, 60 days, right, is what's going to help you develop a better patience is developing a great team. Because like a lot of us, when you're running to 200 miles per hour, it's because you're focused on so many different things at one time, right? But when you can start to delegate the right way and put systems in, cer in certain places, it kind of takes a little bit more pressure. At least for me, it takes a little bit more pressure off. I don't feel like I got to, oh, I got to get this done by this deadline. Oh, because I got somebody in charge of it getting it done by that deadline, right? That allows me to have more patience. Like I just hired a full staff. And I'm having patience with them on getting them and getting them equipped to everything. But I'm also putting in the work every single day. So for me, really leveraging OPT, other people's time, helps me uh, have more patience because I know mm. at the end of the day, certain things are still getting done. I can breathe just a little bit. Don't get too comfortable. Um, but also, I look at it like if I don't do something now, three months from now, I'm still going to be in the same place. But if I do do it now, right, three months, it should be different. So have that patience. Have that patience to really... Instant gratification, Instagram, right? Insta everything. That's what Ooh. we live in, the Insta world, right? But Insta gratification, again, is a death to all circles as well. Mm. You know? I like that. So the the mentality I adapted, kind of like the Mamba mentality yep. I adapted, right, was delayed gratification. Yep. You don't want to do anything yep. that kind of gives you instant gratification. Yep. Everything has to be delayed. So, yep. like, when it comes to, uh, you know, habits, uh, drinking, smoking, I've completely let those go personally. Mm -hmm. now, I don't expect a lot of people to do it, mm -hmm. and it wasn't that it was a problem for me, but I was like, these are all temporary, mortal pleasures mm -hmm. that people are like, it became so norm. Of course, you know, as entrepreneurs, you go out, you go to mm -hmm. Miami, blah, 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 all this happens. Guess what everyone wants to do on Friday? Yep. We're going out, we're drinking. Uh, on a yacht, party. we're drinking, yep. we're smoking. I'm like, yep. where's the work Where's the work portion? Yep. Like, I, I get we already kind of made it, you know what I'm saying? I'm nowhere near where, I want, mm -hmm. where I'm supposed to be. 
mm-hmm. you know, but a lot of people, they think, oh, oh, this is, you know, my definition of successful. No, I'm just getting started. Yep. So I had to let all these, um, you know, bad habits go. And they, mm-hmm. you know, to me, they weren't, they weren't sacrifices. They were improvements mm-hmm. because now I don't have to worry about waking up drunk. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to worry about, you know, spending too much money because I wasn't uh, aware. So delayed gratification, is there anything that you do in, in, in your lifestyle, in your discipline that, you delay gratification or you keep yourself, you know, a little a little uh, reserved so you have a reward system in place? Uh, I'd be lying if I said yes to that. Um, not necessarily. This is something you actually taught me last time I was here because, again, I, I, I'm not the perfect. I'm not perfect, right? So I have little areas where I felt like I just couldn't get over that hill. With, Why I keep doing this? Why I keep doing that? Why I keep running into that wall, for instance, mm. right? And then when I asked you, uh, we had a conversation. Where I was like, yo, how do you not basically uh, – what was the question I asked? I don't remember the exact question, but I remember your answer. Like yesterday, it was like, it's just discipline, bro. At the end of the day, it's just discipline. If you say you're going to do it, do it. And this thing, that, right, that carried with me. And so how I go by it with my discipline is everything that's happening in my life right now, I don't ever want to stop. I love how my life is going. I'm just like you. I'm nowhere near I want to be. But the things where I'm so far from where I used to be, Mm. and I don't ever want that to stop. So for me, I have to do the work because, again, I got people counting on me. I got my family. I'm the one in my family that's changing everything. So I can't afford, literally, to be undisciplined or let go out and follow everybody else. There's a 1% for a reason. The 99%, they're doing that every single week and partying, drinking, smoking. Do I indulge in it? Yes, in certain areas. But I don't, I, I'm, con- it's controlled. You're not consumed by it. Yeah, I'm not consumed by it. I can, I don't, I don't, again, I don't really like social media. I'm not consumed by social media like that. But again, I know. In order to get where I need to go, certain these things I have to say no to, or I have to be able to be Ooh. disciplined to say no to. But a lot of like social media, is something I gotta adapt to, right? So it's, that's how I'm moving for me. Ooh, really good answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on a point because I had the same problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, being someone of value, always sharing, always teaching, mm-hmm. always helping, and then being able to say no, yeah. the stuff that doesn't align. Yeah. So I'm in that boat. Last three to four months, yeah. uh, I've really had to talk to my my team. Had to sit me down and tell me. Hey, not every project you can take on. Yeah. I know you would, you would love to help people, but like now your dollar your your hour is worth a certain dollar amount. Mm-hmm. You cannot spend time you know trying to help somebody. So now mm-hmm. my team has to catch me and keep me accountable. Like hey, mm-hmm. nope, this is not this is not part of your to do list. Yep. This is not moving you forward in your yep. ninety day goal. So learning how to say no, entrepreneurship, uh, the the mortal pleasures of the world. Uh, you know, making money you know, having to spend money in certain ways and, yeah. you know, doing the whole keeping up with the Jones concept. Yeah. Not saying you do or not, mm-hmm. but, like, that's a, it's a something that entrepreneurial world got to deal with. We're mm-hmm. actually reading this book called uh, Happy Sexy Millionaire mm-hmm. by Stephen Bartlett. Check it out, bro. Fire. Um, he's from the U.K. He actually sold his company for a quarter billion dollars, Whoa. 250 million. It's a social media uh, company. Um, and the way he wrote the book, bro, it, com- it combines the old uh, strategies from, like, Think and Grow Rich uh, all the way to, like, uh, mindset and you know psychology and then he relates it to the modern day entrepreneur of like you know trying to keep up with the jones flex culture like mm-hmm. he relates all those stuff and then there's like badass pictures and stuff mm-hmm. like that where he illustrates different concepts and thoughts so the reason i bring that up is because he talked about this the flex culture you know peeping trying to like you know someone got an ap oh i gotta get a mm-hmm. i gotta get the next watch someone got a mclaren i gotta get a lambo so now how does playing no um, how does saying no play a role in entrepreneurship and you know how you view this present day digital world? 
Yeah, because not everybody wants the best for you. Like, you, if you, like, for me, I want the best for everybody I come across. Like, for me, I'm really, that, and I can say that open, honest, down to my core. I'm never looking to take from nobody. And I understand, I've been through certain situations to where I understand everybody's not moving like that. Everybody does not, is not as genuine as people like us. Mm. So, for me, it's, once you show me, uh, I'm a, Scorpio, right? So it's kind of like I'm, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, right? So once you show me that it's the opposite, I, it's not hard for me to say no, right? Or once you show me if it's if anything comes between my priorities, it's not hard for me to say no. Mm. I just because again, I got people counting on me. I can't afford it. I literally can't afford it, Fair right? Enough. And so for me, it, it's sometimes it was hard, but sometimes I even gotta say no to the people I love because I I, I got to. It's and not, that was my second part of the yeah. question. It might not be to stuff that. Is not aligned with you. Yeah. It might be stuff that's close to home, yeah. family, significant yeah. other, uh, other you know friends and yeah. you know people that you grew up with. Brother yeah. might ask something. Of course, you know JP, yeah. he's he's involved in what you're involved yeah. in. But in, in case you know some people have siblings that yeah. might not be the entrepreneurial minded people that they are. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you find it in yourself and why is it important to learn to say no even to those uh, things close to home? Because they got They got to understand too that what you're doing is going to change the rest of everybody's life. If you're really like that, if you're really on the path to where you are looking to change your full family's life, they're going to understand. They might not see it right now. Like the reason I moved out my aunt crib when I left is because I would be on top of my, at this time I was on my iPad, a little cracked up iPad. And I had the little thing where the magnet and there was a keyboard. I would be studying on that and I would be investing a little money that I could make from here and there into courses and she would be yelling, stop paying these scammers, stop this scammer, this, stop, you gonna get this, that, go to college. She was just, you know, she didn't see it. Last time I went to Philly, she, uh, I now I take care of my aunt for the most part. Like I pay all her bills, and I, I love to do it. I love to make Absolutely. sure her bills are paid care, and it's exactly from the same efforts and everything that I do when she thought I was getting scammed, right? So they'll see it, right? She she sees it now, and so when I do have to say no to them, I don't just say no, I'm not doing it. I explain to them, I, I make them understand it, and I let them see from their point of view, right? Mm. From why I, I I can't really say yes right now. You know, I'm not always saying no, but for the most part, I gotta, you know, we gotta make it work because. I, again, it's like Instant gratification. A lot of the things they ask for that our parents and our loved ones ask us for is an, against an instant gratification. Right. Right. If it's something serious, like they need their bills paid or something, right, right, that's, yeah, different. Take, that's different. But a lot of different things be instant gratification. So you have to be able to, even when somebody's trying to force their instant gratification onto you, you got to tell them no and let them see what delayed gratification looks like because that's when everything starts to make sense. Right, and that's that's why it's very important to learn to say no in both ways. Yeah, it's just protecting your time because your time is something you'll yeah. never get back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can make more money, um, you can get more assets, you can yeah. learn more skills, yeah. you can do all these different things. Yeah. But once that hour has passed, yeah. you will never get that hour yeah. back. So, I like what you just did right there. You said you can get more assets. You didn't say liabilities. Yeah, you can get more <laughs> assets because yeah. that's what we're trying to do. I mean, even right. even us, you know, sometimes like buying jewelry or buying. You know, cars, and you know, you go out, you rent vehicles, or whatever the case may be. Going out, spending money. You know, sometimes it's cool. Like I don't drink, mm-hmm. but I'll go to this. I'll go to the section. I'll buy the section mm-hmm. just to make sure all the homies have a good time. You know, or celebrating right. something. So even that, that's four thousand dollars that I could have spent <laughs> doing something else. You know what I'm saying? Um, I gotta say from experience, you do it well though. You do it perfectly. You do it where it's needed because you gotta think. Like for me to come out of Austin, I had paid you what we paid, what we did to do business with each other, right? And then when I came out here, it also I had the time of my life. Right, so now I want to continue to do business with you over right. and over because not only did I get great work from you and on the deliverables and everything that you did for the company, right, but also I had an amazing time and 
I ain't gonna lie. It feel good not have to spend my own money. You feel me? Like in certain areas, you feel me? Because Absolutely. that right there is it's all about the experience. That's why I talk to Aunt about a lot. I talk to a lot of people. I'm, it's about the experience that you create for people. So that is what they're gonna remember. That is what's gonna keep them talking when they're not around. And that's why you're back. Yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. Um, so how was WeWork treating you? That was a good little spot to yeah. you know you know yeah, um, yeah. kind of prop up and get your work done. Yeah, they got the little uh, the inner city vibe mm-hmm. outside door. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. So Austin's like that across the board. So you have like indoor stuff. And then yeah. there's so much outdoor stuff, and when the weather's nice, like yeah. you know, it was lit. I like that place. Sweet. Yeah. Um, now you know, talking about an internet business, a digital nomad, you can mm-hmm. pretty much all you need is a phone, mm-hmm. a laptop, and your AirPods, and you you you're in business, huh? And some Wi-Fi. And some Wi-Fi. Of Wi-Fi course. is yeah. big important. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you said you had a incident where you didn't have Wi-Fi. It was making yeah. you frustrated. Oh, yeah. Technology like that, when it, you know shit doesn't work, yeah. I begin. So I begin extra <laughs> uh, sensitive about it. Yeah. Because the other day uh, we had a problem with our internet and. Um, what happened was uh, the card switched. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we had a we had a bunch of new cards uh, sent out, and that was still attached to the old one. So the internet wouldn't work for like four hours. Yeah, we, we tried every kind of troubleshooting. <laughs> I was getting so pissed. I was like, shouldn't be getting this mad. Yeah. But we depend on it. Yeah. You know they yeah. say uh, if the internet stopped for like a, a millisecond, the economy in, in the whole world, if the internet stopped for a millisecond, economies will crash. Yeah, Stocks will crash. Like all this stuff will happen because we depend on it, man. Yeah. It's a form of communication, and that goes back to your old point. Um, Technology, of course, has made our lives easier. Mm-hmm. Communications changed, mm-hmm. businesses changed, mm-hmm. educations changed, commerce has changed, but it's also made us stupider. I'll yeah. give you an example. When's the last time you remembered someone's phone number? You don't. You just write it down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> GPS. You don't need yeah. to remember directions anymore. You just enter into the GPS. So yeah. there's a lot of you know two sides of the sword. Yeah. Yeah, so, but again, it goes back to using technology to our advantage. Yeah. Yeah. What tips would you give entrepreneurs to learn to how to you know take away shit that doesn't matter, time wasting activities mm-hmm. when it comes to technology, and how to allocate it towards revenue generating uh, activities. When you so I was listening to a, a motivational video this morning from Eric Thomas, yeah. right, and he was talking about how he went to Oakwood. Right, uh, his college is what he graduated mm-hmm. from. It was more of a, a, a African American dominant school. Right, but they were telling him if you really want to get to Tony Robbins level, the next level, if you really want to get that corporate level, you're going to have to go to. Uh, they said a white university, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, you got to go to Michigan State University, right, and to get the language. He said he doesn't. If you go in his office, you go in his church, you go anywhere in his house, you don't see that uh, that uh, certificate hanging up anywhere, that diploma hanging up anywhere. He said he literally only went to Michigan State to get the language. So what I say that to say is you need to learn in today's online community or culture or however we want to call it, right? You need to learn the language of online. You need to know what copywriting is. You need to know how to grab people's attention mm. because their short span is so uh, so short, right? And on the flip side of that, you need to know how to really, really communicate and articulate yourself at a, at the highest level possible, especially in today's modern economy. How they, the sales training and the sales book, you know, shout out to Jordan Belfort, but that stuff doesn't work anymore because we're being sold a thousand times of one. How many times you get on Instagram and you see, hey, click this link below. I think of something that shit pops up. Every single time, right? right? It's like they're in their brain. So what's going to make you different when I get on that consultation with you compared to the next company that's going to make you, I mean, make me feel like you understand me? Because that's that's like, uh, shout out to Coach Joe, uh, Joe Saman, right? He says, the one who understands the customer the most is the one who has a commitment, right? And so for me, I love communication. That's where my passion really lies in entrepreneurship. 
copywriting. You need to know how to copyright because you're learning their language at that point, right? And then also you need to know how to communicate and articulate yourself because copywriting, especially when you the way we use it in social media, is mm-hmm. going to generate the lead for you. It's going to generate that booked appointment. Now when you generate that booked appointment, you need to have the communication skills and the articulation skills to be able to convert that appointment to a client. Hmm. So those would be my big two tips. There you go. Now, how important is learning? Uh, how important is sales yeah. uh, incorporated into that? So you you broke it down to a couple of things, right? Mm-hmm. First, you said communication. Yeah. Then you said getting you know, you're very clear, uh, getting clear on who your ideal customer is, yeah. and then the sales portion. Yeah. So now, how important is the sales portion? How is that able to you know set you apart from the normal person mm-hmm. to someone that you know the the audience understands? I, I don't even like the word sales because I'm not selling anybody. I'm closing you on a decision, right? That the decision is going to help you. I don't really use the word sales too much. Mm. I'm not a salesperson. I'm not a salesman. I'm a closer. And the only thing I'm looking to do is close your mind on a certain decision. Mm. And to do that, you need to understand human psychology. You need to understand how the brain works, how humans think, and why we make the decision we want to make. I learned this again from Coach Joe. Joe Shaman is uh, if you want to override somebody's brain, Right, especially towards the end of override. your override. I like yeah. that. You want to override their brain and make them make that decision. Our brains can only think about three to five thoughts at one time, right? And so, if I'm trying to make you close, spend twenty thousand dollars with me on a decision you never made, I know your brain is going to only tolerate. It's not going to look for all the great things, especially if you never spent this kind of money. It's going to look right. for all the negatives and bad things that's going wrong. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all the every ammo, all the things you told me that's going wrong in mm. your business and where you want to go, all that ammo that you gave me throughout your call, and I'm going to pair it with at least five to Ooh. seven benefits and, and, and great things that my company can help you do, and I'm going to give you that back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back and Ooh, like yeah. literally. And I'm we gonna call it shotgun you. method. Yep. Put each of the ammo, every, yep. every time they give you a pain point, load yep. it. Pain point load, and then boom, 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 boom. And then so now you want to check in with them. You know, after you so I know you told me that branding is not your strong suit right now, and you're really looking to get to that next level. And that's what if you look at my grant or you look at the last clients, we all help them increase their prices by 50% just by helping their branding. Mm -hmm. Do you see why that can help your business? Yeah, okay, well, then, boom, go into the next one. Go into, you do that five to seven times, you're over, literally, you're overriding their brain, right? And then you want to ask them, you want to hit them with a question like this. So, Ali, do you understand why this is the best investment you can uh, make to da-da-da-da-da, whatever their goal may be? When you question somebody's thinking, it automatically makes them say yes. The override method in sales by Julius <laughs> Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Patent that. Go ahead. Uh, good shit. Um, so that, that was really powerful information. Uh, Thank you. I think that applies to not only entrepreneurship because sales you're all, always selling yeah. you're, you know you, even though you might not be directly selling yeah. even when we got on the phone I'm yeah. selling you me yeah. when same vice versa yeah. when you're selling some of your services you're selling you yeah. um, this podcast we're selling the podcast you yeah. know with the experience and all that so sales is not just a skill set it's something that you can use yeah. in every aspect of your life yeah. everything especially with building relationships building a business getting a girl or whatever everything. whatever area yeah because again especially in business because business is my passion and everything right so people aren't buying the product they're buying you the price does mm. not matter you know the value only matters but so much right of course the value has to be there but the price number and who you are matters well who you are matters way more than what the price is and even the value in most cases right because if people believe in you and they've been and they can see in your vision and everything mm. and then you also have the value with with the product that you're providing you're not out here selling excuse my french but bullshit they then they're in there, right? They're there they're with you. Um, but so that's what they're buying into. They're buying into you. So communication is everything. Absolutely. So now here's the thing, right? There's a lot of people in the digital world that mm-hmm. use that uh, same perception mm-hmm. for negative reason. They are selling mm-hmm. bullshit. They're, mm-hmm. they're scamming people. They're taking yep. money. How do you differentiate the two? 
Mm, that's a great question. Um, people's characters are going to show, right? So, like, pay attention to what they're saying in their lives, right? Pay, mm. Like, even especially, a lot of people, especially in, in, in the black community or even the, the, the colored community in general, right? We weren't necessarily just men in general, now that I think about it even more. We weren't really taught to how to deal with our emotions. So what I like to do is, like, especially when things go wrong or somebody else is more emotional, right? Pay attention to how they react. Mm. Right, because now they're really showing their true colors. They're showing their core, and and then they're going to say a lot of things that because because they're coming from emotion, right? And so emotion is one of the things that we a lot of people can't control. So they'll say a lot of things that they shouldn't have said or they didn't really mean, that they meant, but they didn't mean to say. So pay attention to that, and when they show you who they are that first time, believe it. So you you don't give you don't uh you don't believe in giving people second chances. Ah, barely, barely, barely. I will, but barely. Okay, so now what happens if, you know, I'm going to play the devil's advocate. What mm -hmm. happens if someone's not vibrating at their normal frequency, they're pissed off, mm -hmm. might be sad, anger, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, and they say something out of character? Would you judge them for that? Not necessarily judging for it, but I am paying attention. And so now now that you showed me, especially if, like, like if it's somebody I'm cool with, I'm really cool with, and we, we got that brotherhood, that bond, then, yeah, on the first one, no, nah, I'm not going to judge it, but I'm going to pay attention because then – what happens when we have another dispute or anything doesn't go the right way? Mm. If that comes up again, then yeah, that's you. That's that's not uh, you out of your emotions or out of your character. That's you. That's who you are. You feel me? And so that's how I'll go. But uh, just off the first one, no. You gotta kind of like I'm the. You gotta do it kind of over and you can fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times. Ah, you feel me? I'm I'm paying attention the whole time. Right. But I'm I just want to really make sure because my like for me, when I when I separate myself from people I separate myself from people and it's for me it's no going back mm. and, but I'm not going to separate you myself from you just off of one instance you got to kind of show me it over and over because then I'm gonna really okay I let it slide that one time I'm not because I'm I don't I don't like to really go there I don't like to get out of my character but but would you call somebody out for that you know you saw yeah. accountability yeah. Even, especially if it's a friend or yeah. you know a partner hey yeah yeah you know I, re yeah. I saw this I noticed yeah. this I recommend do it this way <laughs> yeah. here's my thoughts all my brothers I'm really hard I'm because uh, I, I can if people are really hard on me, I can take it. I can handle it just for things. But I'm so I'm really, really like JP, even John. I was just with John Fikowski. I'm hard on my brothers, all of them, because I want to see you win. And a lot of things that we think and a lot of things that other people tell us, it just keeps us, they're putting their fears, like JC, Jay-Z says, they're putting their fears and their doubts on us, and mm. that actually turns into your own doubts, and you start seeing, you start overcomplicating. Like I tell John all the time, stop overcomplicating things. It's simple. Mm. It's, 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 you know, it's A, B, C. Right when you look at it as A B C, don't overcomplicate it. We overcomplicate things when we put our human shit on it. Right Absolutely. when we put our human emotions into it, we start to overcomplicate it. So for me, I'm very hard. So people can just you know, I want to see you win. I'm gonna give it to you, cut, dry, mm. and straight, so that you can really see it for its real, not the uh, paradigm that you're putting over it. Absolutely. See, um, growing up, I was like that. Even mm -hmm. I was like. I didn't want to piss my parents off, mm -hmm. or I was really, you know, I, I was to sugarcoat for my mm -hmm. friends. And then when someone told me something, I would get offended because mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I tell you in a better way. But <laughs> yeah. now, in the last two years, uh, kind of shout out to Sean, showing me how to be raw and authentic, yeah. like, you know, having a voice and like sticking to that voice, yeah. right or wrong, yeah. just saying it, following through. Yeah. If it's a you know bad decision, fix it, not make that mistake yeah. again. Yeah. But I, I'm way more comfortable in calling people out correctly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way to do it. Yeah. You know, there's a way to do it with brothers. There's a way yeah. to do it in a relationship. If you're with you know with a woman, you don't yeah. you don't argue it. You know you don't argue in front of the kids. Yeah. You take them outside. You agree in front of the kids. Yeah. You take her elsewhere. You yeah. communicate that and bring them back back to be on the same page. Same you thing. You taught me something. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's something, <laughs> something you got to do. I mean, yeah. um, I learned it. You know, communication. Read the five love languages and then okay. read uh, the way of the superior man. Oh, I got 
got that one. Yeah. Really good book. So okay. that shows you how the masculine and feminine energy work. But yeah, when you whenever you debate with somebody, especially mm -hmm. like in a group setting, right? Mm -hmm. um, me and Sean will disagree mm -hmm. at least once a week about mm -hmm. a different business process, how to handle this employee, how to handle this client. Mm -hmm. But in front of the team, on the Zoom call, mm -hmm. you can't tell. Yeah. After Zoom call ends, we're gonna have some words. But especially in brother, you're supposed to. You're supposed Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Those, those like, if you got brothers around you and y'all don't ever go back and forth or debate, y'all don't. You're never supposed to be too emotional about. But y'all don't ever, you know, Absolutely. disagreement. That's a sign of a yes man. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's supposed to happen. And then you know, at the end of the day, whenever the day finishes, hey, the energy's yeah. done. Wake up, fresh yeah. perspective. We still feel yeah. blessed. We're still partners. We still yeah. built something great. Yeah. Carry on. But then that's what I'm saying. Like you have to have that circle yeah. that you're able to do that. Yeah. I see a lot of entrepreneurs. It's a lot of grown ass men <laughs> and women that are not able to take uh, yeah. you know accountability for their actions. And we all know accountability makes a man. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a skill that I learned in my mm -hmm. business fraternity. I'm part of the AKSI business fraternity. Okay. And what we did was, uh, it was a different from a social fraternity, right? What ended up happening is every three weeks, they would put you up in, in an auditorium with 70 people watching you and just call you out for everything you fucked up on. Oh, Literally. Shit. So the, 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 the first time it happened, you don't know there's 70 people watching you. Mm. And then uh, next thing you know, the whole room is full and your legs start shaking. Like, you're a freshman in college. You're like, oh, shit. But anyway, the whole point of that exercise is for you to, everyone's calling you out, and then they end with one thing that you did good. But it's not like a, a winner gets a trophy type shit where yeah. they're like, oh, you know, good job at the end. No, no, no. You fucked up. Next time we'll see you here. Hopefully you don't fuck up. Right. And that taught me how to, like, really call myself out. Yeah. And that's why I'm hard on everybody else because yeah. I'm not hard on myself. Yeah. I hold myself that uh, to yeah. that high standard. Yeah. So I want to hold everybody around me. Yeah. And I expect everyone around me exactly. to do the same to, exactly. for me. Call exactly. me out if I'm wrong yeah. because I exactly. expect if you don't uh, do what's best for me, who the hell exactly. else will? Exactly. I don't want to do it on stage. I don't want to do it on a podcast. I don't want to do it in a video, not in a meeting. But privately, hit me up. Yeah. Tell yeah. me so I can correct that mistake. Because you got to. You have to. And that's why I fuck with you. <laughs> because you, you, you got to. You, that right there is just alone is a... A lot of that's the right there a pillar that a lot of men are just in general men Absolutely. in business and a lot of men just don't stand on. But like when you can, it's very easy to again find your tribe and connect with the people that you need to connect with. Because again, at the the reason you're so hard on people, the reason I'm so hard on people, because you just want to see the best out of them. Absolutely, and you want to see the best out of yourself. And you know, to get the best out of yourself, you can't have ducks and 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 crabs just sitting around. Right. You need you need serious lions. You need A players and, yeah, around you. Need, you. Uh, winners around you. So. Sometimes it's your job to help create those people in the winners. And for me, I'm not going to lie. I don't go always the prettiest about it, right? Again, I'm not perfect, but we get the job done because that's right. what we got to do. Absolutely. And there's a quote that I like to say. You know, have you heard of um, you, you can take the horse to the water, mm -hmm. um, but you can't make him drink? Mm -hmm. See, I say it like this. You can take a horse to the water. Sometimes you can force him to drink it, mm -hmm. but you can't make him thirsty. Yeah. Right? Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, but you can't make him thirsty. Yeah. So what I can do is equip you with the tools. Yep. I can teach you the the, 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 the pros and the cons about yep. each situation. Yeah. Right, but I can't make you change your mind. I'm gonna present it to you a couple times. Yep. I might even, you know, call you out about it. Yep. I might even make you feel bad about yep. it, so you know, cause it's the right thing to do. But after the, after the, you know, the, those multiple attempts, mm -hmm. that's on you to make that choice. Mm -hmm. That hey, if you don't want to be that person waking up early, you don't want to be that person who's reading these books. You don't want to be that person that's, you know, dedicating their life to entrepreneurship and creating impact yep. and income. I can't make you do it. Go ahead and. Uh, yeah. Continue working at your nine to five job, being a normal person, because yeah. you know that's not for us. Because people like us, you know, God's blessed us to be in the position that we're in, and we mm. can help put put people in a better position. But I can't make you play that position to your best ability. Absolutely. And if you don't, and you lose, that happens. If you don't play your best, if you don't play your position on the basketball team, the best ability. That yeah. freshman coming up, he's gonna take your spot. Right. That person coming up behind you, there's somebody always like everybody. 
has somebody out there that wants it more than them, mm-hmm. right? Every there, everybody wants a seven figure business. Looking on Instagram, you wouldn't believe the statistics are what they are. Only four percent of businesses hit seven figures, right? And on the other side, ninety six percent of businesses fail to hit seven figures. Yeah. Looking at social media, you would not. You won't be able that. to tell that because everyone says six, seven, eight yeah. figure earner. Everybody know? says that. Again, the statistics are even uglier. Only even out of those businesses that do, only forty percent of businesses are profitable. Thirty mm-hmm. percent still break even. And thirty percent continue to lose money. Damn, seventy-eight point five percent of businesses fell in their first year. But half of them lose; they fell in the first five years, right? And that's because nine times out of ten, they didn't have that right circle. It always going to stem back to the people that's around you, and how, of course, the business strategy, all that comes into place. But if you are core and you have a right team around you, you're going to win. There's no way. Well, I, l- I wish I learned that like high school. Yeah. Because uh, in high school, I was still trying to surround. I was trying to fit in. Yeah. That's what I was happening. That was yeah. happening. I, I assessed it now. I was trying to fit yeah. into groups that I wasn't really supposed yeah. to be a part of. Yeah. I was born to stand out, yeah. and I was trying to fit in. Yeah. And the, you know, I, I like what you said. Uh, you know, God has chosen us. So yeah. I, I always like to say, um, you know, I, I want God to use my pockets to bless yeah. others. Yeah. And so these these uh you know these obstacles that come up yeah. in the beginning you know two three years ago i was like damn why is this happening to me this and that but now i'm like ah oh, it's part of the it's part yeah. of the struggle you yeah. know what i'm saying for me i look at it as like showing god that i'm really thankful for what he's done for me and everything that he continues to do for me i gotta go hard every single day Absolutely. because i could lose everything tomorrow i could be dead right now i could literally drop dead on this podcast but for me i look at it as every day that i wake up god is not done with me and if that's the case then i can't be done with myself because other people are watching me i got people counting on me right right yeah so that's Absolutely. how i look at it that's very powerful, bro. Thank so you. now, tell them about the vision. What's the vision for the next six months to, you know, two years? What do you got going on? Hmm. Um, where can they expect you to see you? You know, what can people hold you accountable for? Yeah, so, man, what they can hold me accountable for is really my main focus right now is to make Scalar Foundation a real household name um, as well as I can in the automation space. I want to keep staying with the credit repair companies as long as we can. I don't know. This FICO 10, I really have to do some I gotta more research. Into it. Yeah, yeah I got to do some more research on it to really see what that's going to do. But, like, my vision, my overall vision for Scaler Foundation is I've seen a, a statistic. The average income, in, in um, especially in Atlanta, the average black hole house income is $28,000. Damn. That's crazy, bro. That's the reason crazy. that's so crazy, and I don't even, bro, I made seventy grand this month. $28,000. That's right. why another reason this event has to happen, right? It's $28,000, right? Damn. So my thing is. For the year? For the year, bro. For the year, that's crazy, right? So I look at it like this: is a lot of my clients, they the so is again the statistics for again for African Americans, fifty four percent of African Americans either have no credit score or bad credit score. Right. Right. More than half. More than half. Right. Uh, the average credit score for African Americans is a six seventy seven. That's not bad for us. That's thing. You know, that's really not that bad for us. That's. But they educated. don't know how to leverage it properly. It's not even that they don't know how to leverage it. It's that we're still the lowest out of every single race. Mm. If I'm Who's always, the highest? Just curious. Uh, I don't know. I forgot. I didn't look at that part. I don't really. I didn't look. Um, I just want to see where we were at. Um, and so my my the vision for Scale the Foundation, why I'm so really passionate about it, is because a lot of my clients they come out of these mentorships. They come out of these. They're mentees that they want to be mentors. Mm. So my thing is, a lot of them inside these mentorships, nobody's really teaching them business building skills. Right. Nobody's really teaching like them real wealth to, creation. Like really build a business, especially an online business. They're they're learning how to leverage credit. There, and that's a great thing. I wish when I was living in my car somebody showed me how to get 50 grand in 24 hours on a credit card that would have been super helpful for right, me right. but 
when you get that fifty grand, we also gotta think a lot of people ain't never made fifty grand in a month, so they not they might not be as confident to even go leverage that credit like they need right, to, right, right, right. And so how I look at it is when people come out of those credit repair mentors and people who come and work with us, I want to show you how to build a successful business starting with the credit repair side of it because there's more than fifty four percent of African Americans. That's more than half. There's more than enough clients out here for all of you, right. all, every single client. And so I want to show them how to be able to build that successful business, right, so they can have the time freedom and be able to leverage your credit and become that mentor because the better we do our job the better they can do their job in there and now they can be that mentor and give back to the culture and give back to the community and start to change that number start to change the statistics around so that's that's the main vision for scale the foundation and that's really my focus project automate i just want to um I want to really just keep showing people how to, again, leverage, be able to leverage your credit and create cash flow. Um, Project Automate, it's people charging crazy, crazy, crazy numbers for these Walmart automation mm-hmm. store. I just seen somebody charge 35 grand. I seen, I know I know a guy. About the paid, industry, industry center. That's crazy, right? For 70, 30 back in profit. So for us, I've actually, <laughs> I, I refer to the movie Paid in Full a lot with this is because the average is 30, 35K for a 70, 30. I cut that completely in half. I only charge my clients 15K because I'm not money hungry on it and again if we're gonna my shout out to Hyde the billionaire Jahad he says he always re- repeats it to me over and over and over again uh, beginners make money on the front end experts make money on the back end Ooh, I like right that. And if we're going into a 70-30 profit split store why am I trying to charge you what somebody makes in a year on the front end why am I doing that and I know and I know how to back in the business and you and we know you're putting like 20 breaths Come on, why are we doing that? Right. If we're trying to get people into this. So that's how I look at it. Um, I just want to keep, keep really, my main focus is just keep being like genuine, being myself and being a light, especially to my people and showing them how to create wealth and change their situations. Absolutely. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so events, when events, we got to throw our yeah. events together. Let's so go. man, listen, I, I'm with it. I, we got to pick a spot. I'm thinking Miami. I'm down too. You already yeah. know it's second home. Yeah, I'm definitely with that. So Robert and I are throwing an event in uh, okay. at, the, uh, at the end. Of, no, September. Okay. September. So it's going to be called the MBA Marketing okay. Branding Advertising. Yep. Um, and it's going to be in Austin. So yep. you definitely come out for okay, that. Yeah, yeah. And definitely. then we'll do something in Miami. Yeah, definitely. 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 We got to go to Miami together anyway. Yeah. No, I've never been to Miami. Oh, well, you're gonna have yeah, a blast. Yeah, I know. Sean will tell you good places to eat, and then um, right. shout out to Kush. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we got a we have the yacht out there, Social Society. Y'all check it out. Um. We'll take you out. We'll go on a, a charter. We'll, we'll do the jet skiing on the skyline. Yeah, and let's, uh, do that. Let's, be yeah, let's do that. That's going to be fun. I ain't never did all that. So, yeah. Okay, where can they find you at, Julius? Uh, man, you can find me, Julius the Third, J-U-L-I-U-S-T-H-E-T-H-I-R-D-D, at boom. Instagram. Point the camera and do this. That like is this the main. Boom. There you go. Okay, boom. <laughs> all right. Raise it up. There you go. <laughs> nah, uh, but, yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. Any other questions for me, boss? Um, What would be... The number one advice you would give your 18-year-old self to get where you're at right now? Mm. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I'm going to go back to the delayed gratification statement. Okay. Uh, figure out what that short-term pleasure and the long-term pleasure is. Instead okay. of playing checkers and chasing, you know, going out on Fridays. Cause I used to DJ, so I was always in, in, around that scene. Mm-hmm. So instead of worrying about that short-term $1,000 a day or whatever, mm-hmm. dollars a weekend, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to do that short-term stuff, get my discipline okay. and my, my habits intact early because mm-hmm. imagine if I started uh, creating these atomic bulletproof habits at 18 mm-hmm. and they snowballed into what I have now you know seven eight nine years later right, right. Um, imagine you know the impact I could have made okay. and those would have snowballed and turned into something greater right. so um, every every 18 year old it's really hard for them especially when they mm-hmm. first start making money mm-hmm. or you know you, you get exposed to the, the entrepreneurship lifestyle and mm-hmm. you, you know you, you do start making money and you're like oh well, how should I 
uh, how should I spend this? Should I buy this car? Should I buy this watch? Uh, instead of doing that, kind of look within, mm-hmm. create those habits, eliminate the bad habits, create the good habits because it's all about longevity. Yeah. You got to play chess, not checkers. Right. So I wish I started playing chess way back then. I got a question on the flip side that because I like that answer. Now, like like Mike Tyson says, we always have a plan until we get punched in the face. face right, right. Right? So in life, we get punched in the face in a few different ways, right? So when you were, whenever it was for you, where you felt like you were at the bottom of the bottom at that stage of your life, what would be the number one mental advice you would give to somebody that feel like they're at the bottom of the bottom right now? Oh, okay. Um, evaluate your circle. That's one of probably the the strongest advice I can give you across the board, whether you're 18, whether you're 48, whether you're 68, evaluate your circle. Mm-hmm. Due to the fact that if I had a circle that really loved and believed in me mm-hmm. and that really you know, pulled the best traits out of me mm-hmm. as opposed to stressing me out or just having uh, you know, temporary fixes or just party friends, mm-hmm. if I had that circle from 18, mm-hmm. 17, 16, mm-hmm. you know, so if you're, if you're a um, you know, teen growing up in today's digital world with, mm-hmm. where everyone has access to phones in school and mm-hmm. you have Instagram and you have you know, all these uh, uh, things that drain your focus, mm-hmm. I would really evaluate who you're surrounding yourself mm-hmm. with because nice. if you can do that early, yep. um, that will compound and change the game yep. because imagine you learning something and you getting good at, you know, let's just say branding, yep. your buddy gets good at advertising, he gets good at e-commerce, mm-hmm. now y'all can start a company together. Yep. You know, and then same thing. If your uh, if your friends have uh, healthy habits, yeah. if they've eliminated the 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 norms of society and yeah. they don't drink and do drugs and yeah. get involved in you know street gangs or whatever, yeah. if you have a circle that does that, that's gonna be a norm for you. Yeah. So if you have a uh, if you have uh, someone in your uh, circle doing the opposite of the end of the spectrum, uh, that's you know that's gonna uh, evolve into your habits. Yeah. You're gonna pick up those and they're gonna become second nature. Yeah. So yeah. two biggest things I, w- I would tell people is evaluate your circle. Even right now. You are, you know, you're in a certain spot in, in mm-hmm. life. You're making 20K a month. You're, you know, whatever spot you're, mm-hmm. you're in in your life. You're depressed mm-hmm. about something. You know, you have a certain financial situation. Mm-hmm. You're in a shitty relationship. Evaluate your circle mm-hmm. because you are the, the law of average states. You are the average of the five people you hang around most. So if you're uh, hanging out with five broke people, highly likely you will become the sixth person. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you ha- hang out with five successful people, highly likely you'll pick up some habits that enable you to become, you know, the sixth successful person. So facts. That's what we should do. But uh, other than that, bro, thank you for coming out one more time. Uh, Looking forward to a long-term, mutually beneficial relationship with you and all your ventures and good luck. And thanks for being on the Create Your Frequency podcast. Let's do the boom. (laughs) What we're going to do is the the Create Your Frequency handshake. Check this out, Lila. P is the principles. turns into the infinity. Oh, shit. See that? Yeah. And then you kind of go like this. You got the the wings go up in the air, and then you surround like that. Okay. you got to boom. We just connect. Yeah, that's fine. See that? Boom. (laughs) All right, bro. Good shit. Yeah, sir. We back.